The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. to Cassius. Conversations with today's icons from business, sports, and entertainment. I'm your host, Cassius F. Butts. This is Talk to Cassius. Conversations with today's icons from business, sports, and entertainment. I'm your host, Cassius F. Butts. We're already starting off the year, right? We got Mr. T. Dallas Smith today. Oh, man. Glad to be here. T. And Dallas. I agree with you. Happy New Year. 2020 was plenty. <laughs> <laughs> For folks who, who may have not known the details, Mr. Dallas Smith is the CEO of T. Dallas Smith & Company, a commercial real estate company, which is a conglomerate, a force to deal with as it relates to commercial real estate. This gentleman has really just set the bar for Brandon and really other people looking to be inspired about commercial real estate. Formerly worked for actually some pretty uh, big giants himself. I'm going to let him talk about that. But um, we're, we're glad to be uh, among some, some royalty today. Hey, man. I'm glad to be here with y'all. So, you know, y- y'all make me look good. So. Glad to be here. I don't believe that. Cash is, is the fashion man. He makes hey, it all. Hey. Everybody looks good. You got to rock the red. You got to represent that K-A side. Hey, but you know what? <laughs> Believe it or not, I've had this sweater since I was <laughs> the year I graduated from college, man. The year I graduated from hey, college, man. I kept it. Hey, hey, that's a good thing. A lot and of people I, can't wear their old clothes from college, so that's a good thing. I bought it two size bigger, so when I got older, I can keep wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's jump into it, uh, B. You know, this is uh, really, you know, as I mentioned, uh, T. Smith is uh, the company itself has done some pretty phenomenal things. But Dallas himself, Dallas, you know, glad you're with us today. Um, really, just for people, talk to cash is something that's uh, it's it's something new, it's innovative. Talk to us really about you and what you're doing with T. Dallas Smith and Company, yeah. who you are. I know you in a lot of different realms, but talk to us about Dallas Smith. Hey, yeah. well, first of all, I'll say thanks for being here. Um, uh, like Ralph from Ben Hill used to say, I'm Atlanta born, Atlanta bred. When I die, I'll be Atlanta dead. So, you know, I'm from the A, yeah. uh, zone one. You know, mm-hmm. you know it's something when you represent your neighborhood by the police zone. Right? <laughs> but um, zone one. T.I. ain't the only one from zone one. But, you know, shout out to uh, Trouble Man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But from Atlanta, man, born and raised. Uh, moved to College Park uh, when I was 14. Okay. And um, didn't really know what I wanted to be when I grew up kind of thing. All I knew is I wanted to make a lot of money. So literally in 1982, I took a Forbes magazine study what the richest people in the world did. And they did one of four things primarily. Oil industry, mm-hmm. technology, real estate, and investments. Uh, again, I wanted to stay in Atlanta. So that knocked out the oil industry. Investments really need to be New York. Uh, left me with this thing called real estate because technology just wasn't my thing. And uh, seeked out to figure out how to make this thing work. Okay. Uh, my sister was dating Michael Hightower at the time. He was the most influential person I knew. He was a city councilman at College Park, mm-hmm. the youngest city councilman in the United States at that time, if I'm not mistaken. And at 19 years old, I knew he was the guy I should just call an influential person, ask him if he knew somebody. He knew somebody. That person introduced me to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and as they say, really, the rest is history, but it was uh, 
it was a journey uh, through uh, Bill Colmer. Colmer Properties was the one that allowed me to come shadow him, uh, somebody at his office. And it was from that meeting, the light just came on for me. Uh, he allowed me to shadow him. And, that, that, and on that day, he actually made $30,000 in a meeting. Wow. This is in wow. 1982, when a median income for a family of four was $28,000. Mm. So, yeah, this is, yeah this, I can do this. This is, this, is, this is for me. That's a good day in 2021. Yeah, that's a good day in 2021, right? So in 1982, it was really big. It's really big. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, Wonder Woman just came out in 1984. Yeah. So you should be able to look at one of those cars. I think you told me one time you had a, was it? Was it? Oh, man, I had the Fiat X19. So, so, you know, it's funny that you bring that up because visual, visualization I can't say the word. That's okay. I get. I, I got also trouble publicly too. school, you know, in Atlanta as well. So, <laughs> you know, my wife tells me that all the time. You know, you're from the A. Yes, I am. But I've done a lot with a little. Um, <laughs> but when I was at Tennessee State, my dad said, uh, "You do well. I'll get your car." Yeah. So I had a Fiat X19 uh, poster over my bunk bed in uh, Lena B. Watson Hall at Tennessee State. Studied all the time freshman year, man. I, I didn't break for anything. And uh, that next year, got my brand new, had 18 miles on it, Fiat X19, uh, black exterior with the peanut butter interior. Right, right, right. Okay. <laughs> that next year at school was yeah. a wrap. I mean, it was like <laughs> I went from the nerdiest dude on the yard right. to now I'm the hottest dude on the yard with the newest car, and I made up for lost time. <laughs> <laughs> So, you see his arm cast. Sometimes yeah. people hang that arm out the window when they get the new hey, car. Right. They got a little suntan hey, on the left arm. You know how it is, man. Yeah. Uh, HBCU, new camp, new car on campus. And um, a buddy of mine, who's my best friend uh, from college, Brian Page, uh, in one semester I went from a 4.0 to a 2.8. Wow. And uh, mm-hmm. that took some work or, or the lack thereof. Mm-hmm. And my sister was working at Georgia State at the time. I called her, I said, uh, what do you have to have to transfer to Georgia State? She right. said, a two five. I said, I better do it now. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> I said, the rest is history. I transferred to Georgia State, man. But it, and all that lined up with me meeting Mr. Tiff, uh, and really getting into the business. So if that hadn't have happened, uh, I'm not sure what I'd be doing right now. Brandon, I gotta tell you, you no, know, Dallas, you've got to take the opportunity to talk yeah. about the story with Mr. Tiff. And be, he talked about transferring to Georgia State. Mm-hmm. He actually was on trustee, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. I, I was trustee on yeah. the board nine years and I was the chair of the real estate uh, committee for eight of those nine so a lot of the real estate that Georgia State's done over the last few years doing Mark Becker's term right. tenure uh, from purchasing you know what used to be Brave Stadium yep. to uh, 55 Park Place to several I mean we, we I think we bought we increased the portfolio by 61 percent wow over that nine-year period wow uh, so it was a fun time uh, doing some exciting stuff that you know you never think you'd be doing while you're a student, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You know now to be here representing, and every time I pass that stadium, you know I, I, I smile a little bit. You know, yeah. Talk about the balance. You said something very important. You said you wanted to make money, and sometimes people take that and make it negative. Yeah, there's something wrong with making money. What, yeah. Where's where's the balance for you between wanting yeah. to make money and yeah. only wanting to make money? Yeah. I think two things. One, the issue for me for money was really an issue of freedom. It would allow me to do anything I wanted to do, hang out with my friends and family. Uh, that's what money really represented to me, the freedom to, of choice. Um, I, I saw what the lack thereof happened. You know, and it yeah. was like, 
the old saying, I've been broke, I've been poor, and uh, you know, I've, I've been poor and I've been rich, and rich is better. Uh, and I, I do believe that. I mean, and I had a professor at Georgia State. He said, if you want to hang out with, if you want to be a plumber, hang out with plumbers. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to be rich, you need to hang out with folks who got money. Uh, but it's more than, to your point, it's more than just being rich because I've met rich people who have been extremely careless. And then I've met people who've done just awesome things by, I think, Herman Russell being a perfect example. Herman changed the way business is done in Atlanta, particularly for black folks. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a disciple of Herman Russell. I, you know, I left Cushman and Wakefield, started Brokerage Division for Herman. And he, for me, was really just the blueprint of how black people can prosper in America, given the structure and the systems that we have. Um, again, we, we came to a country that we didn't create. We didn't, you know, we lost our language, our culture, everything. And, and the, the more you can assimilate, I hate to say use that word assimilate, but you know, you're gonna, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. Mm-hmm. And my whole thing was, let me see uh, what other people are doing. And I knew from making money, I could free a lot of folks. Um, I can help build a company that can give opportunity to people who look like me, mm-hmm. who uh, doesn't have to wait on a $600 stimulus check or $2,000. They got their own money. They're not worried about it. Um, and that's what's important. And that, that gives you freedom and it gives you strength. Mm-hmm. So that's, for me, that's what, what money really represented, freedom. And you, you talk about just that freedom itself, though. Yeah. I mean, you've helped to actually change um, really the narrative for how, um, you know, real estate is actually uh, looked upon as a profession. Yeah. Uh, talk to us about the way that you have engaged your vision into your daily work. When you walk into the office, yeah. your team, you got a stellar team. Yeah. Oh, no Customer doubt. service number one. Talk, no, talk no to doubt. us about them. I, I tell people all the time, I, I work for them. They don't work for me. I work for them. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm extremely excited, and uh, what God knew that I didn't know um, was um, how much joy I would get out of seeing my guys coming and my ladies coming to their own. Um, and I'll have to kind of talk about kind of how that happened in the first place because I liken it to a pastor being called to preach. Um, this was something really God had been asking me to do for years. I kind of just didn't um, want to do it. Right. Um, I wasn't going to be responsible for people. Uh, the real estate laws are that the broker is responsible for all the agents in your shop. If you have a thousand agents, that one broker is responsible for all thousand. And I just thought that was a, just crazy. That made no sense to me. <laughs> but that's how it's set up. There's one broker in a shop that actually is the managing broker. But I met this young man who's a Morehouse graduate. Actually, at the time, he was a sophomore at Morehouse, wanted to get in the real estate business. And uh, Brian Jordan, who used to play for the Braves, um, introduced him to me because I was part of a business with Brian Jordan um, on the development side. And Brian said, I met this young man who wants to get in the real estate business. I told him he needs to talk to you. And I said, well, I don't know why. I'm thinking to myself, I don't know why Brian's telling him to talk to me because, you know, we're doing development. I ain't doing no brokerage <laughs> thing. So, I mean, that's, that's what came to me. But Leonte Benton, that's his name, he came to the office, met with me. Morehouse man. Morehouse man, absolutely. Now, he did graduate, so Morehouse man. And, I, and I've done this, uh, fellas, at least 50 times. This is what I, people would come to me all the time because I was first black at Cushman Wakefield. All this, so a lot of people get in commercial real estate. I'll get that phone call. Just that's what happens. And I 
typically would say, oh, do you have your license? And people go, oh, no. I said, well, get your license. We'll talk. So I've said that to 50 people over the years, and nobody ever came back. They never come back. So that's how I got rid of people. So when Leontay asked me, he wanted to get into the real estate business, I said, get your license. We'll talk. I said, okay. So I'm thinking, all right, got it. that's done. Finished with him. Three <laughs> weeks later, old boy comes back with his license in hand. Mr. Smith, I got my license. Did it over Christmas holiday, over Three Thanksgiving, later. Christmas life. Wow. So I mean, Crash course. I just had a buddy who did one of those it's eight hours a day three th- for three weeks. Yeah. And he did this online. Good. crazy. I can't even imagine doing it. And so you're talking about for three weeks. So he comes back with his license, man. And literally, I'm thinking to myself, he'll tell you, I actually forgot who he was. I'm like, oh, oh damn, I remember. Oh, this is that guy. So now it's Operation Get Rid of Leontay. So for two weeks, I had him doing the most <laughs> ridiculous things, washing my car, walking my dog, getting my lunch, all kind of stuff. For two weeks, uh, talked about one real estate thing. That was probably, you know, day 12. And I, I called him in because in my head, this is how I was going to get rid of him this particular day. He wasn't going to be able to answer this question. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, you fired. Get up out of here. Go. I, this was going to be it. <laughs> so I said, Leontay. He said, yes. Yes, sir. Everything was yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. I said, uh, how many square feet an acre? Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 I, I don't know. I said, I looked at my watch. I said, you come back, tell me how many square feet an acre. Right, right, right. And he was going to, in my head, I, I envisioned he was going to come back, give me the wrong number, and I was going, man, you get the hell out of here. You, I, that's what I was prepared to do. He came back, uh, Mr. Smith, it's 43,560 square feet. I was like, yeah. Go get me some coffee. <laughs> now I'm trying to figure out, damn, how am I going to get rid of this dude? Right. But at the same time, UPS had just delivered some a case of water to the office. Mm-hmm. I said, Leontay, can you put the water up? He said, yes, sir. So he's on his hands and knees putting this water up. It's like I have this epiphany. And God says, Dallas, that was you when you tried to get in the real estate business. But there was nobody who looked like you who could help you. Mm-hmm. You can help this kid unlike anybody else was ever able to help you. Yeah. And it yeah. was l- literally at that moment at that time when I realized what God called me to do. And to that point, how did you succeed and how would you encourage people to succeed if they don't have a mentor? There's no way when you got into commercial real estate at Christmas Wakefield, everybody was trying to help you out. So how do you succeed when you're not getting help from yeah. anyone? So I'll give you, I, we hadn't talked about Mr. Tiff, but Mr. Tiff was the guy who brought me to the real estate business in 1982. Tiff, as in Tiff County, Tipton, Georgia. Tiff University. Wow. Okay. Um, their family owned the majority of the land where the airport sits now. That's 3,000 plus acres at the airport sits Hartsville Center. Um, but they still had another 80 acres left over, even after all the stuff mm-hmm. that was happening. And he was looking for somebody to come and help him um, build his real estate and really lease his stuff. So I really started on the landlord side. Now, the interesting thing about Mr. Tiff is he did not know I was black. Uh, and it's because of my First name is Tanala. Now, who calls See, you that? Who can call you by your government name? Mama. Uh, when you got in trouble. <laughs> and if, you call, if she called you by the full name. You know, you know, you know, zone one, bro. I was yeah. I went from Tanalo to T to Ty. You yeah. know, it was like, you know, too many syllables, bro. It was like T, Ty, you know. <laughs> but um, so I knew Tanalo Smith on a piece of paper in 1982 was not going to get into commercial real estate. I knew I needed another name. So when I studied that richest 400 people in, in uh, the Forbes magazine, one of the names I came across was T. Boone Pickens. Mm. And that T. Boone Pickens for me just sound like old, wealthy, <laughs> you know. Money. Money. Sound yeah. like money, right? Yeah. So I said, I got the T. I got the Smith. I need something in the middle. Well, 
the TV show Dallas was the hottest show in the 80s. So I literally just took – I played around with a lot of different scenarios. It was either going to be Hollywood or Dallas. So I'm glad I went with Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> this Again, the, the mind of a 19-year-old, right? <laughs> T. Hollywood Smith. <laughs> Should have been playing ball or something. But, but I, you know, I, I settled on T. Dallas Smith and had my resume look just like the Wall Street Journal, the, yeah. the caps of the Wall Street Journal. I took – you know, you can do all this now on the computer. You can do this then. Mm-hmm. And I uh, took it to a print shop, had them printed up on a paper that was like the Wall Street Journal. Had my friends send that over. And you got to remember, this is 1982. That, mm-hmm. that was, you can do as easy a task to do now. You right. can do it's hard to do. Uh, and my buddy, Tom Thompson, who's a white guy, gave the resume to Mr. Tiff. In fact, that's how I met Mr. Tiff. Tom introduced me to him. Okay. He met Tom, was impressed with Tom. He said, I'm looking for somebody just like you. And Tom... My buddy says, well, I got somebody. He said, oh, yeah, you should have him give him a call. And that was me. Mm-hmm. Tom never told him I was black. He said, Dallas, I knew I was dealing with somebody from South Georgia. <laughs> he <laughs> said, I ain't want to ruin it for you. So I just so yeah, I got a friend. So we put the resume together. Mr. Tiff told me, he said, I really like your resume. Uh, t- tell, them, tell them to call me. So now I got to have the phone. Phone test, you know. <laughs> you know, we all understand. Brandon, you'll, you'll love this the part. <laughs> this is hilarious. <laughs> so, you know, you got to have the phone test, right? So you you got to get past. You know, I, I I can't sound like a brother on the phone, so I got to. Oh, oh know, boy. I, yeah, I had to have that. You know, so 1982. I got you know I got 24 hours before I got to have this call. So in my head, I'm studying the 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 whitest white man in America, who at that time was Johnny Carson. So I can't do Johnny now, but at 19, when I called Mr. Tiff, Johnny Carson was on the other end. <laughs> <laughs> and it was yours true. <laughs> so, you know, got through the call. Mr. Tiff says, hey, well, Dallas, I love what I'm hearing. Uh, let's meet tomorrow. I said, okay. I'm like, oh, you know. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> here, we are, here we go. So the next day I get, I come up. I'm in, you know, blue suit, white shirt, you know. And um, I come in, secretary sitting in front. She said, hi, can I help you? I said, yes, I'm here to see Mr. Tiff. And she said, and you are? I said, I'm Dallas Smith. And she literally went back. Her chair went back. And she hit the wall. And it kept her up. The wall kept her up. She got up. And she said, excuse me. Walked back, closed the door. Came back out. She said, Mr. Tiff, we'll see you now. I said, okay. So obviously I knew I was not a body language expert, but I knew that meant she was surprised. And so I go back and meet Mr. Tiff. And Mr. Tiff is Rhett Butler from Gone with the Wind, uh, smooth, looked like money. And, and what's funny, he was around my age now, which well, I thought he was a very old man, which really I realized now 58 was just a very young man. I didn't realize how young the man was. But I come in, he, he greeted me, you know, Dallas. Hey, I said, Mr. Tiff, very nice to meet you. As we were sitting down, he had a picture of Ronald Reagan on his desk. And it was signed to my dear friend Tommy from Ronnie. And I said, oh, you're a Reagan fan? He said, yes, I am. I said, so am I. <laughs> so we ended up talking about Reagan for an hour. He played tennis, had the exact same tennis racket, which ironically, this is just funny to me. I, it might be funny to anybody else. But it was Pro Connect's first graphite racket, and it was called the Black Ace. He had the Black Ace. I had the Black Ace. It was $300 back in in the 80s. So it people would use wooden rackets. Oh, yeah. Wooden. Oh, I started, I was wooden. Okay, yeah. <laughs> then, mm-hmm. then I went to metal and then got the graphite. Right? I played a lot of tennis. Um, it was fun. So we ended up talking for two hours. 
realizing we had more things in common than things that separated mm-hmm. us. I, and I was going to ask him, did you learn to play tennis in zone one? Did I, not learn in zone one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good, that's no, a good no, thing. A lot it, of tennis it did course. not happen in zone one. Okay. It happened in College Park. Okay, okay. okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> that happened in College Park. My, the two more Morehouse brothers who helped, who uh, was really part of this whole thing, man. I have to give them credit. Uh, Stacy Gibbons and Troy Gibbons. They were the first black folks that I met when we moved in College Park. Okay. At Lakeshore. And uh, because we were less than 5% black folks. I said, man, you should come by the house. I say, okay. When I go by their house, man, they've got vision boards. Yeah. Which we call vision board now, but I never seen anything like this. More house pendants on both sides. You know, I think it was Boston University for medical school on one. And I forget what medical school. They were kids? Another. They were. They were 14 and 13. Yeah. That's, and, which is extraordinary. It's crazy. But but finish the part about Tiff with the tennis racket because this yeah, yeah. this is this is coming a close to this part. That's, so yeah. so we ended up you know talking about tennis mm-hmm. and um, I, after we shook hands you know he he said uh, well how much money do you want to make I said Mr Tiff he said I said I said you don't have to pay me any salary I said this is commission business you pay me commission I make you money I make money I don't make you money I won't make any money. So I gave him no reason not to hire me. Yeah. And so when I left out, the story goes, he told Susan, I'm going to do something I thought I'd never do. I'm going to hire that young man. Hmm. And he brought me in the real estate business. And wow. the crazy thing is, Mr. Tiff's dad was the former uh, grand dragon of the KKK in Tipton, Georgia. Wow. So here's this guy, the son of this grand, gla- the grand dragon who brought me into the real estate business. And uh, we, went, we went from him just meeting me to mm-hmm. uh, he referred to me as his son. Uh, he's like a dad to me. He'll be um, 96, if I'm not mistaken, on January 8th. Mm-hmm. Um, just a good guy, man. So I'm, for, I'm forever grateful for him. I, I call him my Branch Ricky. Yeah, He was the guy that put me in the game. Uh, if it wasn't for him, I'm not sure how this thing would have really played out. But forever, Tiff, man, he's been that guy. Just a good guy, man. And it also goes to, from my perspective, about how God can change people's hearts. Don't, um, you know, peg anybody for what you think they are till you get to know people. I mean, I think this is just a different uh, perspective that I wish we would all take, not just looking from somebody on TV, knowing about TV, making decisions, but actually getting to know somebody and then making a decision on it. Like I always tell people all the time, if somebody meets me and say, well, Dallas is an a-hole, then you met me and found out I was held and cool, but just don't say it. <laughs> you hadn't even met me. Uh, give me an opportunity. Or give every give every person an opportunity to defend themselves for who they are. When people are in business and they're successful, you know they, they say everything they do is a part of the process. Everything was a learning experience. Are there some do overs, a do over or two, knowing who you are now, that you would go back and change, or go back and fix, or go back and do differently? Uh, not uh, real estate wise at all. Maybe some relationships I wouldn't have gotten into, but uh, but <laughs> that's a whole other story. But uh, I mean, let me tell you, I had a, a mentor, Roy Ludwig. He was he, he was part owner of a company called Barton and Ludwig, and that's how CBRE got to Atlanta. They bought his firm. He used to make this statement: uh, "There's no such thing as a free education. You're gonna pay tuition one way or the other, either financially." time, mistakes. So all the, the time and mistakes and things that I have made have, have helped 
to form who I am today. And so I, I just all, I chalk it all up in terms of this is par, par for the course. Um, for, I'm, I'm grateful, you know, I, the two biggest things I've learned over the, over the years would say, I'd say this, um, f- embrace pain. Pain is a friend. Most people avoid pain, and therefore most people are not successful. Because mm-hmm. they, they, well, let me put it to you this way. If you, you come in and get in commercial real estate, you're in straight commission. You have no salary. You ain't, you're not getting paid on the 1st and 15th. You have no benefits. It's you. It's, it's what you're going to do, how, what you're going to turn this thing into. And I've always, thanks to my mother, uh, my biggest fan on the planet was Lena Smith. She passed this year in March. But she, at my high elementary school, I went to E.C. Clement Elementary School of Holly Road, just two blocks behind where I live. Just down the street? Just down yeah. the street, yeah. And uh, I was skinny, and I, even at four years, eight, five, six years old, I had this nose was the exact same size. So, <laughs> um, some say I've grown into my nose. Yeah. Others would say you still got some growing to do. But as a little kid, you know, uh, kids can be, you know, cruel. And I remember coming home crying one day. I said, Mom, these kids say I got a big nose and I'm skinny. And my mom's in the kitchen at the house. She's washing dishes, man. She paused for a minute. She looked at me and she said, you have the nose of a king. Went back to washing dishes. Mm-hmm. I remember running to the bathroom. We had this little bathroom at this house. And I remember looking in the mirror like, oh, man, that's, that's a king's nose. <laughs> the fact that she said it, it was, it was, just, it was fact. It was not up for debate. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, <laughs> it was fact. And I remember going to school the next day. This guy named Redhead. He was a black guy, but he was <laughs> glowing red hair and very light skin. Bully. Built, I mean, built like, you know, like a muscle dude, but just talking. He said, oh, here comes the bing pole with the big nose. You know, I was like, but I, I, my mom had given me this armor. Bro. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the day before I was crying, now I'm like, he said, man, we're going to start calling, because my first name is Tanalo. He said, we're going to start calling you, uh, instead of Pokio, um, Pinocchio, we're going to call you Tanocchio. That's going to be your new name, <laughs> Tanocchio. So everybody started laughing. Cool kids. And I was like, well, I guess that makes you Rudolph, huh? And people started laughing. Now, he's much bigger than me. Mm-hmm. But I realized a well-placed word mm-hmm. can defeat anybody. Yes. And... Um, I, I hadn't looked back, man. But mm-hmm. my mom told me I could do anything. I believed her. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, and that's what's really carried me, man. So one of the things that happened before my mother passed, I got appointed to the Board of Regents. Mm-hmm. Uh, Governor Kemp appointed me. And my mother was able to go along with my family, my wife and my daughter, and my two sisters, my business partner and his mother. And um, my mother can be a very stoic person, but... She actually had a tear in her eye as I was getting sworn in. And who knew she was going to pass just a couple of months later. Mm-hmm. But I'm grateful she saw uh, the things that she spoke into my life, yeah. you know, come to be, man. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, now I'm looking at these kids who I call kids, um, like Leonte, who um, when BOJ was imploding, I knew I was going to get back to my core business, which was, was brokerage, tenant representation. That's what we do. So T. Dallas Smith & Company, we're the largest um, tenant rep firm, black tenant rep firm in the country. And we started with absolutely nothing. And so I'm extremely grateful for that. 
and I'm more excited to see these guys come around, you know, who's changing their trajectory for their families, being able to take it, you know, care of them. Uh, it's an amazing thing. God knew that would happen. I didn't. And so I couldn't have been uh, more pleased when you talk about any do-overs. Uh, I'm grateful that things are like they are and they continue to get better, man. I mean, this year, 2021, I'm looking forward to be even more exciting and do bigger things than we've done in 2020. Um, we had the, the pleasure of representing Microsoft when they moved to Midtown. Uh, took 523,000 square feet. It was the largest transaction in the United States with any firm at the time. And so to go from that to just starting with, you know, trying to do little things, uh, you're going to grow as big as your vision. And if you got a little vision, that's where you're going to grow. And um, I had a professor in college, Dr. David J. Swartz, mm -hmm. wrote the book, The Magic of Thinking Big. And he was another. Between my mother and Dr. Swartz, I had no bigger fans on the planet. Mm -hmm. And um, so I think it's really important to have people in your camp that can encourage you, uh, help believe in your dreams, even when, they're, you know, when you're scared of some dreams. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think it's, you've got to have that posse that just says, hey, man, dude, go fight another day. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times when you're sitting in the CEO suite, See, it's, it's, you can't have a lot of conversations with a lot of people. Man. You just you just can't because the problems that you're dealing with half the time are first world problems. <laughs> yep. You know, I need a hundred thousand dollars. I need to take care of this, but, but you know, it's somebody getting paid on first and fifteenth. <laughs> like, man, what are you talking about? You know, so great great, great point, Dallas. And and I, and I just wanted to mention that's one of the things that Dallas actually takes the time to add value to other people's lives. Um, you know, we've had many conversations about how to get through tough and challenging situations uh, professionally and personally. Um, and, and I think that, you know, having a space where people can come ask these sort of questions is huge. Um, now let's talk about how you allow people to reach out to you, like on LinkedIn, man. I mean, yeah. I mean it's, it's huge because something yeah, you do so is, I, yeah. I, So Herman Russell, mm -hmm. who I didn't know me from Adam. Yeah. Um, I called just a cold call. Called me back in 15 minutes. Did not know me from Adam. Mm -hmm. Here's a man worth easily, you know, half a billion dollars at the time. He, right. You know, 200, 300 million dollars. I mean, yeah. he's an important guy, right? Right. Um, but he called me back in 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. So that taught me a very valuable lesson. I'm never too busy. I'll never, I'll never have enough money that I can't stop and talk to somebody who's interested in commercial real estate. So I do a couple of things. Um, every other Friday I meet with what we call mentorship calls. They're typically strangers from around the world who I've never met. They, they find me on LinkedIn, they reach out, want to talk. As soon as I get a message, I try to respond to them instantly and say, hey, sure, you know, uh, connect with my assistant, Danielle Spann, who keeps my life in my calendar. And uh, you know, emails Danielle at tdallasmith.com. Mm -hmm. They reach out to her. Um, Dallas, I've talked to him. I want to set up a mentorship call with him. And I typically do those every other Friday. They used to be every Friday, then it just got to be a little too much. <laughs> but I'm doing them every other Friday. And I've been doing that now easily for five years. Um, and I've talked to so many people that I've forgotten the number of people I've talked to. I run into people and say, hey, man, I just want to tell you thank you. I'm now working for XYZ. What you told me that day when we talked, I'm, I'm, I had to tell, I don't even remember <laughs> talking to the person. Mm -hmm. But I've met some people who are now working at big shops. 
Uh, and again, it, that gives me a lot of joy and just seeing, you know, brokers come in from nothing. Because uh, again, I started with nothing. Mr. Tiff's training was like this. Uh, Dallas, I want to lease these buildings. Uh, here's your desk, here's a phone. You got any questions? <laughs> it's old school. <laughs> now, you, you, know, you don't even know what to ask. Lights on, phone bills paid, get to work. So you go figure it out, man. So that's what I tell people. I, I'm, I'm grateful uh, that my mother and my dad taught me how to work hard. So the idea of getting the answer, of not having the answer, was not the answer. I knew I, maybe if I want to know something about broadcasting, I'm gonna call y'all. You know what I mean? I'm, it's not what I do, so I'm, I'm gonna call the experts. And I, I thank God for common sense. That's true. So true, <laughs> uh, especially in today's time. Uh, goodbye, 2020. Yeah, man. Uh, hello to common sense in 2021. I'll put it that way. Amen. So, you know, we do, we we do something kind of unique and different, uh, Brand and I. You know, this uh, this segment, you know, Brandon, go ahead and kick that off. We just talk about things that is either over over here is over there. You know, okay. it's just just curious. I mean, people yeah, want to yeah. know. Yeah. People who, who watch us, who listen to us, Brandon, as you know, you know does his thing on the radio every day. He's been doing it. Atlanta homegrown. This or that. This or that. That's what we call this it. This or, or that. that. This or that. Play. This or that. You can okay. elaborate a little bit. Okay. Yeah. But we'd like to just get right to it. First okay. one for me, yeah. lease or own. This or that. <laughs> own. Own. Unless it's an exotic car, you can lease cheaper than owning. <laughs> Loafers or dress sneakers? I love dress sneakers, man. Kohan, brother. Yeah. I couldn't find them today because of my cars at the shop and my, my sneakers are in the dirt. So. <laughs> yeah. He turned me on to those. I got to get them. <laughs> Kohan, man. Dreams or goals? Mm. Mm. Dreams or goals? This or that? Dreams first. Got to have dreams. Uh, as a man thinking, so is he. Um, you got to believe it. Once you believe it, then you can start putting pen to paper and make it happen. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Football or golf? This or that? Ooh, that's a tough one. Yeah. Love my Falcons, but um, pray. Yeah, pray. pray I said, yeah, yeah, pray. Pray. <laughs> pray. You know, yeah. That's, I didn't say I'm an alcoholic, right? Because, <laughs> because of the Falcons. No, I'm sorry, man. Left that part out. But, um, you know, I've got, I'm, I'm, I've got the bug. You know, my wife bought uh, lessons for me three years ago for Father's Day. And, um, you know, I kept going to lessons. She said, where are you going? I said, I'm going to uh, uh, practice golf. She said, well, I know you're going to be doing this much. I would have never gave you lessons. <laughs> 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 Shout out to my wife for giving me the lessons, you know. And uh, But I, I'm, I've got the bug, man. I mean, like, it's great. It's one of the only ways I really relax these days get on the golf course, uh, and, um, you know, people who try to meet with me in the office if the schedule's crazy, but then call and say, Dallas, I got a tea time at Eastlake. Oh, yeah, I can get out and meet you. We're good. Yeah. Danielle, clear that, clear that day. <laughs> in the morning, in the evening, in the afternoon, coffee or tea? This or that? Black. Oh, no nothing sugar. in it. Yeah. Black, no sugar. Yeah. The added sugar. That's yeah. what. That's the poison. That, that's oh, just, man. Hey, look, I, I, I've learned the hard way. Oh, dude. you. Yeah, man. Goodness. I, I, Sugar I, will take you out quicker than anything else. I, I've learned the hard way. I'm sorry. This, this show might be sponsored by um, uh, Dixie Dixie Sugar. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not. It's <laughs> not. It's not. But I tell you what, Dallas, really, we just really want to thank you for your time. And really, any last words you can give our folks watching and listening today, any last words that you can leave that's going to put something in their mind to think about the way that you received it? Embrace pain. Mm-hmm. It's only going to make you stronger. Mm-hmm. Avoid distractions. Play golf. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> play golf. Play golf. But look, we really appreciate you being here with yeah, us man, today. It's been an honor, man. You know, talk to Cash is something that would just continue to, to make great things happen. Well, people like you, it couldn't happen. So thank you for your time hey, today. Really My appreciate pleasure. You. Appreciate being with you. So oh, great to meet you. And we and hope we can have you back. Man, love to do that, man. And uh maybe next time you do it on the golf course. All right. <laughs> work that out <laughs> just don't mind don't go to the right so don't worry about that <laughs> all right we appreciate it. thank you so much dallas hey, my pleasure we appreciate it. we'll see you next time thank you the warm air the sounds of baseball it's got you thinking about hitting the road and no matter where your adventures take you subaru of gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.